Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, as always, everybody. You're listening to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 453, Finishers Wanted. I've always loved the concept of being a finisher. A closer is the term in athletics, probably because I always haven't been the best at it. You know, it's really easy to start something, isn't it? But it's a whole other thing to finish it. I remember when I was a kid hearing a story from the leader of my faith at the time, Thomas S. Monson, and it was a story that has always stuck with me, and you've actually probably heard me reference it several times in, in previous episodes. But he said and told this story in one of his talks. He said, On sunlit days during the noon hour, the streets of Salt Lake City abound with men and women who, for a moment, leave the confines of the tall office buildings and engage in that universal delight called window shopping. (laughs) On occasion, he said, I too am a participant. One Wednesday, he said, I paused before the elegant show window of a prestigious furniture store. That which caught and held my attention was not the beautifully designed sofa, nor the comfortable appearing chair that stood at its side, neither was it the beautiful chandelier positioned overhead. Rather, my eyes rested upon a small sign that had been placed at the bottom right-hand corner of the window. Its message was brief, finishers wanted. The store had need of those persons who possessed the talent and the skill to make ready for the final sale, the expensive furniture that the firm manufactured and sold. Finishers wanted. The words remained with me as I returned to the pressing activities of the day. In life, as in business, he said, there has always been a need for those persons who could be called finishers. And then he said this, their ranks are few, their opportunities many, and their contributions great. From the very beginning to the present time, a fundamental question remains to be answered by each who runs the race of life. Shall I falter or shall I finish? On the answer await the blessings of joy and happiness here in mortality and eternal life in the world to come. Now, I love that story. And like I said, it always stuck with me as a kid for whatever reason. Well, over the years, I've watched people and I've learned from the experience of others that I'm not alone in struggling with finishing what has once been started. I think we can all think of multiple times in each of our lives where we have all started something and then for one reason or another have given up and quit. And while there are many things that are certainly okay to quit, there are many things that are not okay to quit. For example, we must not quit on our faith, no matter how much it is tested, or on those that we love, no matter what they do, or on our hopes and our dreams, no matter how impossible they may seem. I've learned over the years that one of the keys to becoming a finisher is to learn to accept the truth that in order to have what you really want, you must first be who you really are. But that involves trusting yourself, trusting yourself enough to finish what you have started. Oprah once said that every right decision I've ever made has come from my gut, and every wrong decision I've ever made was a result of me not listening. 
in many ways, she's saying that every right decision that she's ever made and success that has come from it has come from trusting herself and finishing what she started. Whereas every wrong decision that she'd ever made was a result of not trusting herself and listening and therefore not finishing what she felt she should have started. Well, the irony here is that she also spent 25 years doing a show for people who preferred listening to her (laughs) instead of to their own gut. As she told them whom they should believe and what they should do and how they should change, it's a lot easier for us to listen to others, isn't it, than to even listen to ourselves. Every day, millions of people showed up to hear someone tell them what they were doing wrong so that they could receive instructions on how to live according to someone else's standards. But that is also a necessary beginning, I think, for all of us. The power to be a finisher comes when we switch from living our lives due to the expectations of others to living authentically and becoming who we were meant to be, not who we think others want us to be. Tim Grover, a sports mental performance coach who worked with world-class athletes like Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade, an author of the book Relentless, from his years in working with people said that people don't change, that you can make millions of dollars or lose millions of dollars, you can get a promotion or lose your job, you can gain 40 pounds or lose 40 pounds, but you're still the same person, exactly the same. You can change environments and spouses and careers, but you're still the same person. No matter what you try, it's a temporary deal. Sooner or later, you're going to go back to your natural self. Now, while I don't necessarily agree that people can't change, I think that what he is implying is that who you truly are can never be changed by things outside of yourself. That you can get it all or have it taken all away. In the end, each of us will be who we really are, apart from what we have or don't have. In his book, Relentless, he writes, when you look inside, you see what's real. When you look on the outside, you can only see images of what people want you to see, a manipulated picture of the truth. Ask yourself, what would it feel like to just let go of all the external pressure and expectations and just be yourself? He then says, I know what you're thinking. It's not that easy. Well, it doesn't have to be easy. If it were easy, everyone would do it. Lots of people start things. Few are able to finish. Why? Because here's the key. Again, they don't trust themselves. They start thinking about everything that could go wrong, second-guessing their choices, listening to others instead of listening to themselves. Anyone can have a great idea. It's what you do with the thought that defines you. In other words, it takes a finisher to finish what's been started, and it takes someone that trusts themselves to be a finisher. In the scriptures, we see example after example of those that finished and those that faltered. There were great finishers like Job and Joshua and Esther and Ruth and others that finished what was placed before them, no matter how hard it was. And then there were examples of those that faltered like David and Judas whenever temptation and difficulty was placed in their path. As always, Christ was the ultimate finisher and set the example for all of us to follow. To his father he prayed, The hour is come. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. In his talk, President Thomas S. Monson gives six marks of a finisher that I'd like to share with you today. 
Times change, he says, circumstances vary, but the true marks of a finisher remain. Note them well, for they are vital to our success. First, he says, is the mark of vision. It has been said that the doorways of history turn on small hinges, and so do people's lives. We are constantly making small decisions, and the outcome determines the success or failure of our lives. That is why it is worthwhile to look ahead, to set a course, and to at least be partly ready when the moment of decision comes. True finishers have the capacity to visualize their objective. And that's something that I teach all the time when I'm working with individuals. You have to see it to be it. It all starts with vision. Second, he says, is the mark of effort. Vision without effort is daydreaming, and that is so true. Effort without vision is drudgery, but vision coupled with effort will obtain the prize. Needed is the capacity, he says, to make the second effort when life's challenges lay us low. And how many of us have been there, right? It's not about how hard we hit, remember, but it's about how hard we can get hit and get up and keep moving forward, how much we can take and keep moving forward, to put uh, in the words of, of Rocky. Stick to your task, he says, till it sticks with you. Beginners are many, but enders are few. Honor, power, place, and praise will always come to the one who stays. Stick to your task till it sticks to you. Bend at it, sweat at it, smile at it too. For out of the bend and the sweat and the smile will come life's victories after a while. <laughs> a beautiful poem from an unknown author. Next he says is the mark of faith. Long years ago, the psalmist wrote, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Recognize that faith and doubt cannot exist in the same mind at the same time, for one will dispel the other. And that's the value of faith. That's the power of faith. It can help us to overcome fear. If I had to point to one thing that would cause people to falter most in their lives, it would be fear. And faith is the antithesis of fear. Next, he says, is the mark of virtue. Simply let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. And this counsel from the Lord will provide staying power in the race that we run. Next, he says, is the mark of courage. That courage becomes a living and attractive virtue when it is regarded not as a willingness to die manfully, but the determination to live decently. Have courage to dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to run where the brave dare not go, to right the unrightable wrong, to love pure and chase from afar, to try when your arms are too weary, to reach the unreachable star and you will thus become a finisher. And lastly, he says, is the mark of prayer. When the burdens of life become heavy, when trials test one's faith, when pain, sorrow, and despair cause the light of hope to flicker and burn low, communication with our Heavenly Father provides peace. And I personally can attest to that one. Has there been a number of times where I have felt like wanting to give up, wanting to give in, wanting to, to stop fighting, like, what is the point of whatever it is that I'm trying to do? Or whenever it feels like I'm just not making progress in what I want to accomplish, prayer has been a lifeline that has kept me anchored in moving forward towards finishing. These marks, he says, are the marks of a true finisher, and they will be as a lamp to our feet in the journey through life. Ever beckoning us onward and lifting us upward is he who pleaded, come follow me.
God needs us to finish what we've started, to keep going no matter how long or how hard the way. And you know what? I believe if we could truly see what he has in store for us, that we would all want to finish it anyway. Now, thanks for listening today, everyone. So today I would just simply invite you to think about something that you've started in your life and that you've considered quitting, maybe something that you know you wanted to finish or needed to finish. And if needed, take those six marks and utilize any and all of them as needed to keep moving forward, to keep fighting, to keep swimming, as Dory would say, until like Paul, you can also say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. To me, that is a statement that will come from every true finisher. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you're listening to The Daily Drive.